We're going to be reading from the first, there's only one chapter, so that's the third John, uh, the first verse through the fourth verse. When you have it, say amen. Amen. The elder, to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of your truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Father, we bless you and we thank you for your word. Amen. Holy Spirit, guide us, lead us. Let the words that I speak be a, a conduit for the Father to, to bless us because we need to hear from you, Father. Yes, Lord. We bless you for your guidance and we thank you in advance for what you've already done and what you're going to do. Yes. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Jesus name. Amen. Three John talks about a friend, an elder that wanted to wish yes to tell him. First of all, he told him that he loved him and that he heard about what he was doing in the Gospels. He wanted to let him know how he felt about it. And in all that, he wanted to make sure that his grace that God has given and his health is doing well also. So, when the scripture says on the seventh verse, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. This is something that's often overlook as far as our soul prosper. We talk the soul prosper, but we do the health part. And I'll explain more. Normally at the beginning of the year, you hear many say, so if you run into one of your friends and somebody say, so how's it going? They'll say, yep, I'm eating better. I'm determined to improve my physical body. I'm, 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 I'm back in the gym. I, maybe that's just a guy thing, but that's what I'm thinking. I'll say, yeah, I'm back in the gym. And this is always at the beginning of the year. One thing I like to, for a thought, a vow to change. A vow to change. Ecclesiastes, and just to get understanding about the vow, it's just like a resolution. Ecclesiastes 5, 4 through 6 reads, When you tell God you'll do something, this is coming out of the message, I want to do it out of the message so you can get a full understanding. When you tell God you'll do something, do it now. God takes no pleasure in foolish God. Yeah, yak and yak. That's what dad uses. God takes no pleasure in yak and yak. Just 
Vow it, then do it. For better not to vow in the first place than to vow and not pay up. Don't let your mouth make a total center of you. Don't let your mouth write a check that your body can't cash. That's my version. <laughs> when called to account, you won't get by with, sorry, I didn't mean it. Why risk provoking God to anger, angry retaliation? So we're talking about a vow to change. Again, at this time of the year, uh, New Year resolutions kick in. It's like on your mark, get ready, set, go. Happy New Year. Now we're going to start. Oh, yeah, it's all now. We're going to stop all these things. I'm going to give you some, some things you probably heard about during this time because mm -hmm. there's some top tens. Mm -hmm. Number one. Drum roll. We're going to exercise more. Woohoo! Watch out. Here I come. Get ready for the summer to spring. <laughs> Number two, lose weight. Yeah. Number three, get organized. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Number four, learn a new skill or hobby. Number five, live life to the fullest. Mm, 2020, clear vision. I'm running after it. I'm chasing after you. <laughs> yeah, be ready. <laughs> Save more money, spend less money. That's number six. Mm. Number seven, for those who smoke, quit smoking. Number eight, spend more time with family and friends. It's way better. Number nine, travel more. Mm. Ten, read more. Mm. Amen? A vital change. This year, I'm going to kick it in another gear. I'm going to go to another level this year. But the process actually starts in December or November, right around the feasting times. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we already know what Thanksgiving is going to bring, and we're partnering not to overdo it, but we're going to eat. Then you have the festivities of Thanksgiving. But oh, when New Year's get here, I'm going. I'm going for it. All that stuff, forgetting those things that, which are behind me, I'm pressing for it. But in November, December, I'm not laying aside every weight and every sin that easily beset me. I'm, I'm not running this way with patience. I'm going to do that in the New Year. Does that even make sense? But we do that. We say those things waiting for the new, I'm going to start then. Yeah. Who knows what day has promised us? That's right. But we're telling God, we're actually making a vow to God. I'm going to start this, this day. I'm going to do it. I mean it this time. But for the rest of the year, holler at your boy. Because I ain't hearing nothing. But I have good intentions, but I made the vow. And then we go back, my heart is for you, God. Mm -hmm. 
That doesn't even make sense, does it? No. Mm -mm. So, you can see yourself looking different, feeling different, eating different, sleeping different, walking different, wear different clothes. You can already see it. Look out, world. I'm coming. And you can't wait till New Year get here. It's like the bell going off or the starting gun of the block. Come New Year, pop, I'm off. But until then, again, we eat, drink, and be merry. And all this time, we were talking about our bodies. There was nothing mentioned about a spiritual growth, about the soul man that's sitting there and said, what about me? And the reason it sounds so weak, because it is the weaker portion, because it doesn't get anything. It's just get my outside, and then I work on the inside. But here's the deception of the enemy. If he gets us, if we get ourselves so caught up in prospering before we get to our soul prospering, mm -hmm. we won't come back to, we won't get to the soul because we'll stay where we're prospering. Because we figure that if it's prospering, it must be something God wants me to do. Mm -hmm. So he understands that what I'm doing, and he, he blessed me. So it must be okay, so I don't have to do anything else. So it, I don't really have, I'm, the soul must be going to catch up. I don't have to concentrate on my soul. Now here's the new You have a theme song. And it's like the analogy of a prize fight. But here it is. Round one. Ding, ding. You come out of your corner. And you come out swinging. No sweets and no meats. No bread, no this, and no that. Uh-oh, we're going to do the dang fast. Mm-hmm. We're going to stop doing this, just fruits and vegetables. But we have to remember when we say about the Daniel's fast that God and his word and Daniel said that I know you're doing all these things and you're stopping this, stopping that, but the fast that I call is to loose the bonds of the wickedness and to undo the heavy burdens, Amen. to let the oppressed go free, mm -hmm. and that you break, you break, that every yoke is broken. I didn't read anything about increasing my gym membership. Did, did y'all see that in the scriptures? No? A vow to change. Your friends and even you are amazed that you are so disciplined and you are feeling good. So again, round one is over and you go back to your corner feeling like a champ. I done made it through the first day. I'm good. All right. Then round two. Ding, ding. And you get sucker punched by the pastry. Mm. It just came out of nowhere. I don't know where that... Bear claw came from uh, that apple fritter. I knew I was looking for, but it came out of nowhere, and something went even something went wrong, and I and I went down for the count. One, 
two, three, and you put on the ropes and you get up and you make it back to your corner. And then you sit back on the stool in the corner and the trainer's fanning you, throwing the vegetables at you, letting you let you know, come on, we can do better in round three. And then they tell you, this is the second round of 12. And you look at the trainer and you think about the song, Jesus, Jesus, because you called on the, the help, you know, before you came out, <laughs> you knew that goodness and mercy going to be following you, so you didn't ask Jesus to come because you had goodness and mercy. So you went out and when you got sucker punched by that pastry or whatever your temptation is that you put aside for that year, you weren't expecting it. Proverbs in 24, 16 said, but you can be encouraged. A righteous man falls seven times mm -hmm. or one, but they get up. Amen. So you get back over the stool for round three. Come on. And you hear the song. Dun, 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 you're coming out swinging. Come on, bring me here. And you start swinging. You see all this stuff coming out. You see this ribeye coming out. Get out of my way, ribeye. Come in there. And then you all of a sudden you get an uppercut and you knock out that ice cream and say, all right, we go back to your point. Yeah, we're good now. But it did nothing for your soul. There was nothing in it but your vow said that I'm going to do better. I'm going to stop this. I'm going to do this. But none of it did anything to increase the most powerful person in your life. And that is seeking first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. And then all these other things will be added. Amen? That's when the other things come. Seeking first the kingdom of God because that's where truth is. That's where peace is. That's where direction is because now we're trusting him more than we're trusting our ability. Because in the world we're living in now, the first thing someone want to tell you, you look good. How do you look? What you need to, oh, you don't gain or you don't lose or whatever you do. Everything is fixated not on the heart, no one ever asked you how's your soul doing. That's right. No one asked you how you feeling in, how you feeling inside. Mm -hmm. They want to tell you how you look. Oh, you look good. You can be going through all kinds of stuff, but they're telling you you look good by your outward appearance. That's right. Or they tell you you look bad. You're feeling strong in your spirit, man. They tell you you look bad because of your outward appearance. Mm -hmm. That is deceptive practice of the enemy. Because we're forgetting about what's the most important thing and that is being lovers of God instead of men pleasers. Because when you go to the when you go to the gym and do things and that's good because it start with the inside because there's some things we need to do for in order to be more acceptable no tomorrow be more available to God because physically we can't do a lot of things because of whatever reason. But we're not doing it so other can say look 
so they can look. Mm -hmm. We want to do this for ourselves and our spirit, man, because if we don't get enough sleep because our habits are so bad, then we can't stay up and study or read or meditate on the things of God. And now both parts, the body and the spirit, man, the soul is suffering. Amen? Amen? A vow to change. So one of the things the scripture says in, in Timothy, uh, 1 Timothy 4, is that bodily exercise profit, profit is little. But physical training is some value, but godliness has value for all things. Holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. I want to read it in the uh, message Bible. What is that again? I'm sorry. 1 Timothy 4 and 8. Exercise daily in God. Hmm. No spiritual flabbiness. Please. Workouts in the gymnasiums are useful, but a disciplined life in God is far more so, far more so, making you fit both today and forever. Amen? Amen? What gets more of our attention? Our body or our spirit man? Mm -hmm. The flesh or the, or the spirit man? What gets more of our attention? And we're coming to a close. We want to make a vow to change, but we want to make sure that we do what we say we're going to do. And one thing about when we make a vow to God to do something to glorify Him, He'll give us the strength and the endurance or whatever we need to fulfill that. We don't have to work it up for ourselves. He'll do that for us. He'll give us those B12 shots to keep us going. We're feeling kind of kind of low. Give you that that energy drink instead of instead of you trying to build it up yourself. He'll make sure that what you have put into his charge that you said, I want to glorify you more, I want to grow in you more, I want to do this for you. He'll give you everything you need. The Bible says uh, it's not just about getting things, it's about doing for God. That he would do exceedingly abundantly above what we ask or think according to the faith that lies in us. And he wants to do that. Amen? Again, remember Matthew 6 and 33 again. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. It says the kingdom of the first, his kingdom, and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So going back to that last, the first scripture, the main thrust of this is that beloved, I pray that you may prosper. In all things. Mm -hmm. And be in health. Just. As your soul. Prospers. A vow. To change. Let us pray.